Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. What happened? So I moved to Texas in 2005 and I moved out here without a vehicle, just had my record collection, my bed, my dresser. I didn't have a job waiting. I had very little money and I had to just figure things out one step at a time. And so I, I found a guy on Craigslist who was willing to come and pick me up, take me to the painting projects and, uh, you know, started me out pretty decent. He, he could tell I had some skill set based on everything we talked about. So we're working this project just outside of, of Fort Worth and it's wintertime and it's like 37, 38 degrees. We're using a product that on the back of it, it says has to be over 35 degrees. Okay. So we can paint with this stuff. So that's fine. At the time I had not a whole lot of clothes. And so I just had a couple pairs of shoes. Well, I was always wanting to you know, make a good impression and uh, wanted to you know keep working with this guy. So anyway, we're painting the exterior of this house and the customer is so chatty. She keeps coming out and just saying, hi, do you guys need anything? I know it's cold out. I appreciate you doing this so much. And I'm so focused on her. Well, she's chatting me up and we've got a five gallon of this red paint and I don't have a cup bucket. I've just got my purdy brush, a wire brush. The guy that I was working for didn't supply me with a cup bucket at the time. I had very little tools with me. So I'm taking this five gallon bucket around and dipping out of the five to get, you know, get uh, the fascia and soffit and everything just brush and rolled. Well, the customer is chatting me up so much that I didn't notice. I'd set the fiver down close to my ladder, which is fine. And I'm on the ladder and I'm just chatting with her. Okay, yes, ma'am, no problem. Well, as I'm walking down the ladder, I step right into the bucket, the five-gallon bucket of red paint. <laughs> I'm talking up my shin, my pants. I'm soaked with red paint. <laughs> and this is the winter time. This is one of my only few pairs of shoes. I had no boots, no nothing. This was like one of my only pair of painters whites. So now I've got this red leg. It's like 38 degrees outside. She's got the hose bibs covered up because it's freezing almost every night. So now I've got to figure out how I'm going to get water to get my leg cleaned off. He goes, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. She goes inside, starts getting me warm water. Like 30, 45 minutes of us cleaning this red paint off of my leg. And the boss shows up and I'm just like, I convinced this guy that I was a professional painter and here I am with this red leg. Absolutely crazy. That's, That's awesome. awesome. I love that. That's awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh man. I could just see out there too. She's got like the hot, hot water bucket out there and she's trying to plunge your leg in the hot bucket. And, yep. and, <laughs> and my leg is soaked and the rest of the day. It's like 38 degrees. I've got and a sopping wet out, It's a big ice cube. <laughs> oh, good grief. So needless to say, that was the one and only time in my life I have stepped down into a five gallon bucket of paint. Lesson learned. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> awesome. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> well, hello and welcome to the DYB podcast. Now, we all know how hard it is to build a business by yourself, let alone not stepping into a five of red paint. <laughs> but you don't have to go it alone. In this episode, you get to experience what it's like to be a member of a DYB mastermind group. A mastermind group is a peer group that meets every other week over a Zoom call with myself. You share your current challenges to help you so that you can double your business faster. You also have a private chat where you post questions and share wins on a daily basis, helping you to double your business faster. Without further ado, let's get this road on the show. Hello and welcome to MG11. Our mission is to build profitable businesses so that we can have financial freedom, time for our families, and make an impact in our communities. Let's kick it off with some big wins. Daryl, would you lead, please? Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier this week about my Google presence, but I met with uh, Mike Williams from ClickWiz uh, yesterday. We did a strategy call, and um, I was going to go into uh, maybe doing some Google ads with him. And he, he looked at my profile. And he said, man, you're the number one on there. You don't, you don't need to spend that money with me. Um, it was, it was really cool. And so 
Um, our Google presence is growing. You can book me is growing. I landed a uh, $18,600 job two days ago from a, you can book me. I bid it on the spot. It was a huge job and he didn't give it to me on the spot. And I asked him, I said, I said, can I follow up with you tomorrow? He's like, this is the first time someone has never said, yeah, you can follow up with me at a certain time. He said, no, we'll, we'll make a decision today or tomorrow and I'll get back with you. Uh, and so we chatted and on my way home, I get a text from him and he says, as I, as I type this, my wife is writing a deposit check and he sent it to me certified mail next day. I got the deposit check, got the job an hour later. So it's pretty sweet. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. Way to go. That is awesome. I... And then, sorry, Jeff or Brandon. Um, so uh quick note too about Mike with ClickWiz. He is the only, the only agency and I've met and worked with a lot who will, who's honest, who will tell you, you know what? You don't need it. Yeah. I love your business, but it's not, you don't need it. It's not good for you. And so the truth is not everybody needs Google ads. Not everybody needs SEO. Uh, sometimes what you're doing or what you have, depending on your market is good enough. And he is the only one who's, yeah, uh, who's ever been honest. And that's why we continue to refer him again. It's ClickWiz Mike with uh, clickwiz.com. In fact, he just launched his podcast, which is really cool. Uh, I forget off the top of my head. Um, I was just on it uh, with him. I'm going to screw this up, Mike. I'm so sorry, but it was three P's, which is cool, right? Something about profitable painting podcast, something along those lines. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mike. I didn't, wasn't planning on this time, right? But yeah, so he's launching his podcast too. But uh, uh, thank you for sharing that. Mike is honest as the day is long and we yep. love him for that. Very grateful. All right. Thank you, Daryl. Brandon. Uh, so for me, uh, a big win uh, would be that we we had a rough month um, in July. Our sales went went down. Um, got back to doing the ABAs, um, and our sales shot back up. So <laughs> we had a a really solid month. Um, did about fifteen thousand in additional uh, sales revenue uh, this month compared to last month. So um, definitely got to stay consistent with those ABAs. Awesome. Right on. Thank you, Brandon. For those listening or watching, ABAs are step six in the DYB system. And they are ads that look like anything but advertising. We've got a whole list of uh, those strategies in the cafe, and that's what uh, Brandon's referring to. Thank you for sharing, Brandon. Isaac, big wins. Hey, hey. So I've been waiting until I have a uh, CRM in place mm -hmm. to really lean into hiring and uh, putting ads out. Cause I wanted to have a solid system in place that they could come into when they start. And so I've been trying all the different CRMs. And so my big win is that I finally landed on drip jobs and for a few different reasons. Um, but what I'm really loving so far is uh, the scheduling and the communication aspect. And it's just making it so much easier to um, not only schedule estimates and, and then if I need to reschedule, it just sends them the information right then. Um, so that's just been transformational. And I think it's given me more confidence um, in my estimating and also in my presentation. So um, it's, yeah, good win for me personally. But then also it's like one more check mark in the box of, okay, now I feel like I'm ready to confidently hire. And side note, my van is on its last leg and I'm going to um, get a new van today and I've been saving up diligently and just closed out a $14,000 job two days ago that I'm like, okay, now I feel like I not only can buy the van and still have a good amount of money, but um, yeah, so things are going well. I'm really pleased. Fantastic. Way to go, Isaac. Way to take action. I love that. Yes, yes, sir. Implement. And there's nothing like being able to present with confidence because when you have the confidence, that means you trust yourself and your systems and they sense that when they sense that, then they trust you Yeah. too. So well done. Way to go. Thank you for sharing. And Jeff. Oh my gosh. A lot of wins, a lot of wins. Um, bested my personal sales goal. Um, for last month, for just a month at all, we did 152,000 in sales for August, which was really, really exciting. And we have a team growing with phenomenal guys. For the mm -hmm. first time in my career, 
following the hiring for character process, which I've always been really good about, but pairing that with, um, apologies, the sprinklers are coming on, if you can hear that, um, pairing that with Indeed listing, going through their application, sending them through the Google form, making them go through those hoops to really represent that they want to be a part of this first and foremost, just kind of weeds out anybody that's not serious about this. And then when we hire for character and we do the face-to-face, that just clenches it. It closes it for me. So we have now officially, uh, this week we had our, our third new hire, his first week. He fit in seamlessly with the team. My lead took him under his wing. They just did an absolutely phenomenal job this week. I'm so proud of my guys and they are, they're, they're supporting me all the way. Mm. I feel properly supported in our business for the first time ever by my team. Wow. Well done, Jeff. 150 K in sales. That's remarkable. Fantastic yeah, job. Man. Congrats, man. Yeah. Great Thanks, leadership guys. too. Cultivating the culture. That's huge. All right, back up to Daryl. Daryl, what's one thing yeah. we could brainstorm for you such that might make everything else easier and or unnecessary? Yeah, I have a few different things, but um, in case we have time at the end, but I'll go with my first one, uh, which was going back to the Google reviews and the Google presence. I got a customer that I got, or I got a job and asked him, so how did you, how did you hear about us? And he said, uh, next door. I'm like, I don't know anything about it. And so he got me off the next door. And so, um, and then I start getting these things from Yelp, you know, that four people have looked at your profile and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, is this spam or is this really happening? I don't, I don't have a profile that I know of, or at least that I put out on Nextdoor or Yelp. And I don't want to pay for any advertising on those companies. But is there a way to get an online presence with those, um, those companies like I do with Google? as to just get my name out there even more. Does anybody have any experience with either one of those? All right. So uh, let's open this up just for context, guys. Like this is new for Daryl, right? Not to be obvious, but we need to just start from like first principles. Um, And uh, so, uh, yeah, Brandon, Jeff, I'm sure you guys, you guys have experience with Nextdoor, right? Absolutely. I don't even know what it is. Right. So that's what I'm saying. He's starting from like scratch here. So, well, so one thing, one thing that I would say, um, I did this with a, using another company, um, you can have a company go in and update all of your public, um, free listings across, uh, the internet. So you can find a company. I think, uh, Steve has recommended Mike, Mm -hmm. like he could go and he can make sure that all of your online listings are updated with your company name contact information. So even if you're not paying for advertising or something there, at least you have that, um, you know, online presence on those different uh, platforms that are available. And then as far as Nextdoor goes, um, you know, you they offer advertising. I don't use it like paid advertising, but you can go in, create a, a business profile, kind of like a Facebook page for Facebook. Um, yeah. And create a business page, post pictures there, ask customers to give you um, recommendations on Nextdoor after you finish a job. And, you know, it kind of works like um, getting referrals, but then, you know, the community will will see those posted on the community feed, which everybody that's, you know, part of that local community that uses the Nextdoor app can, can see those posts. Um, so yeah, it's, we've been getting even more business from Nextdoor app. I definitely recommend, you know, doing it, even if you're just slowly updating it, um, you can definitely get, you know, some good leads from there. That's good to know. Cause I didn't know anything about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So with, with them, Daryl, it's uh so it's think of it like local Facebook one in, in every three households, I believe is their data are on Nextdoor. And so, you know, fluffy got out. Uh, has anybody seen her? Uh, you know, the cops are down the street. Does anybody know what's going on? So it's really hyper local. But what mm-hmm. we found that benefited us best is go ahead and set up your business page. You want to establish that. It's totally free. Do not do the ads. They get zero traction. What gets the most traction I found is so painter for a day stuff we were doing, you know, like 500 mm-hmm. bucks flat for a guy and he could just do whatever. Right. And then I started realizing, why don't we donate a painter for a day? because it only cost me a couple hundred dollars out of the business pocket plus the overhead. So when things are just a little slow, I put up a post and I say, hey, if anybody is uh, knows a neighbor or somebody that needs something done, 
and they would like to nominate them. And then we put up a basic landing page and we get all these, you know, uh, people that apply. And then I simply donate one of my guys for the day. They are so floored by this entire experience that at the end, they put a post up on Nextdoor. Social proof goes so much further than the advertisements on there. So when a neighbor says, oh my gosh, Jeff and one of his guys from Haviland Home Services came and fixed my door that hasn't been closing right for six months, that goes so far. And then our phone starts ringing again. It's a really incredible thing. You can lose a lot of time on there. Keeping it simple is really important. And if you would like some more tips and help on that, I'm sure Brandon or myself would be more than happy to carve out some time to help you. Yeah, I appreciate it. That was very valuable info. Thank you guys, really. Great. Um, Isaac, did you want to jump in? or? Um, I just started on it and I haven't really done too much on it, but I could see where it'll be beneficial, especially if uh, if I do something like what Jeff just mentioned. Yeah, that's gave me some good ideas. Uh, quick aside, check out Ben Campbell's viral goodwill campaign. I shared it into the community for you guys. Yeah. Oh my yeah, I goodness. Saw that. Last I saw 130 shares. I don't know what it is today. He, I think he announced the winner last night. Yeah, um, that's awesome. So the course is in the cafe for you. And then he just followed it and that thing blew <clears> up. So wow. yeah, done. And then also Daryl Angie might be able to engage on sometimes it's easier for ladies to be social and, and to engage. Uh, for mm-hmm. us, it's like work sometimes, you know, guys, like, yeah. But yeah. Uh, this might be something you delegate to her to engage on next door as well. Very good idea. And it, you don't have to good notes. You can just watch this, uh, ask her to listen to this podcast for how to do it. There you go. With, uh, Brandon <laughs> and Jeff and them to share it with you. So There you go. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. Brandon, you're up. All right. So I've got something kind of interesting to talk about. Um, I'm looking at trying to roll out a subscription-based service um, by the end of this year. And um, so I just want to run some ideas by you guys. Um, My initial thoughts are that um, keeping whatever the services are um, as a day of work or less um, that we would offer for that service it would be two services per year that they could book. Um, and what I'm thinking is like, take my hourly sell rate for one person, because ideally these jobs would only take one one of my employees. Uh, so one guy, um, take my hourly sell rate and just do like eight hours. So for example, you could sign up um, for a year subscription up front. The cost might be like 560 bucks. Um, that would, if you paid that up front, um, and you would get two, um, services per year that you could call in and schedule, um, or you can pay monthly, but it would be 20% more. So it might be like 600 and something bucks. Um, and it would come down to like 50 bucks a month that you would pay and you could at any time, you know, schedule two services and what, Um, what I'm trying to figure out is like inside of those services, having like, um, preset things that we could do. So like I have like on the interior, you know, we would do eight doors, both sides, that would be an option, uh, trim main living areas, only additional cost to add on rooms, uh, for interior, we could do just, you know, walls only in one room and it would be additional, um, if you wanted to add on like trim crown, um, you know, doors in that room, things like baseboards, um, repairs to like drywall would be additional, um, pool decks, just a standard repaint pressure washing of like one, um, item on the exterior of your house. So like we could do your fence, we could do your pool deck, we could do your driveway. Um, And then if you wanted to add on multiple, it would just be like charged at an hourly rate. Um, But anyway, I just, that's, that's kind of like a rough idea. I just want to see if you guys had any feedback on like things I should look out for things to consider that might like get me on the like finance, financial side um, or services that I should just stay away from offering as like a subscription service. um, Or if you guys think that it's even viable. Um, just want some feedback on that. So I had thought through this once. Um, I had this wild idea back before I moved um, out of Florida to start oh, another cool. painting company. Some of you guys might remember I bought the URL Happy Painters and I was writing up a whole business plan to launch it and do it again. Uh, 
And I wanted to create a subscription as well. And what I was going to do was roll out a subscription for pressure washing. So for $19 a month, we'll come out and pressure wash your house every year. Uh, they need it done. A lot of them are HOAs and have to have it done according to the bylaws. And that works out to like $228 um, a year. Well, it's not, um, it's not a profit center, but what it would be key for is step nine, which is staying top of mind. Which right. is the most valuable, you know, marketing strategy. Right? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking too. Like, you know, maybe I I won't make like a ton of money from these things, but they would be easy to do. Like one day, um, you know, but it would just keep us like where now they're locked in as like a customer over and over and over again, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. in ten years, when that entire exterior repaint comes up were your painters, if that makes sense. So um, yeah, moreover, all the referrals that come from that customer because you stay top of mind. Mm-hmm. Right. Plus right. yard sign up, right? Yard sign up while it's being done, a little bit of advertising while that's happening. Maybe Courtesy even do the Yep, I was just gonna say knock on the neighbor stores, introduce yourself. Hey, our guys are power washing. Just so you know, you know, if this happens, if that happens, here's our card, give us a shout, we'd be happy to help. Right. Actually, never, never like thought of that, Brandon. Um, geographically, I don't know if it, if I could get that to work in my place, my area, but I'm also not real organized. <laughs> but uh, I think that's, I mean, for step nine, man, I think, I think that's golden. Uh, there is a guy, I can't remember his name. He's Mexican. He's in California, Illusions Painting. I think he does something similar um, mm. Where he goes, he goes. Um, he he doesn't do a subscription really, but he he does a yearly thing where he restains window seals on on houses or the windows that are wood and stain have to be done every year, and he has mm-hmm. something that's kind of a hybrid version of that. And he he says that it it gets him all kinds of work. So I think yeah. I think you're in the right direction. Mm-hmm. I've actually been uh, calling some like past clients as well. Um, and even mentioning it to like current clients while we're there, just kind of surveying and saying like, Hey, you know, we're thinking about rolling out this, uh, you know, potential subscription based service. These are some of the ideas we have. Would you be interested? And so far I've had nothing but positive feedback. And it's funny enough. One of the things that most of them mention is like, if it was just for the pressure washing alone, I'd do it. So it's funny that you mentioned that. Um, and then, uh, what I was also thinking about doing is uh, maybe around like October, uh, November timeframe, sending out like a mass email to like all of my contacts, um, which is like 1200 and saying like, hey, we're looking at rolling out this service, but we're only going to offer it to 12 people as like a trial thing. Um and say like, you know, for the first 12 people, you're going to get it at like X amount of dollars um, and have just like have a, a short um, time frame that I could test it out with a, you know, smaller um, client base rather than just opening it up and then yeah. being overwhelmed. So I was thinking maybe like um maybe like 12 people to start and that would kind of represent you know each month of the year and then that would give me the ability of like you know spreading out some services and not being overwhelmed um and then um, is a good thing to lean into there right because if you're we only have 12 spots available if you want to get those books right away right or uh, we're offering this for a limited time. Like our our Facebook advertising uh, team that we work with, they do that sort of thing. And that gets the phone ringing immediately because people are like, well, they're only going to be able to fit 12 in. That's a really good deal. I want to be a part of that. And then you could just load that up almost immediately. Right, right. That is way cool. So what, yes. what brought that up into your mind, Brandon? Well, so I've always... Um, like as a, I come from like the business side of, you know, being in the painting industry, I'm not necessarily like 
as skilled as, you know, someone who's uh, been trained in the, in the craft of it for like years and years. So uh, just my business mind is like, well, I want to have an exit strategy for my business and it, not saying that I will, but if I decided to sell it in, let's say 15 years, cause my son grows up and he doesn't want anything to do with it. Um, then I would have an option to sell it. And I know painting companies, they kind of like struggle to sell for higher, um, values because, um, there's just one-off jobs, you know, so there's, uh, that revenue to some extent could be, um, you know, guaranteed if you had, you know, let's say 20 years of a track record and data and a good CRM and, you know, you could track all those numbers, it would, you'd be able to say, Hey, it's worth this much. But, um, from what, from my understanding, if you have a subscription based, uh, business where like you have that continual revenue, then if you go to sell your business, then it could potentially be worth more because then you can say like, Hey, look, we bring in, X amount of guaranteed revenue per month um, versus like relying on, well, here's our client list and this is what we usually do, but then they have to like make it work. So I don't know if that makes sense, but um, no, it does. Absolutely. Yeah. It does. So Brandon, yeah, I just think I can speak to that for you. Uh, so a, tri- a, a business painting, a typical painting contracting business, um, <clears throat> excuse me, if um, has, uh, reputable branding and systems documented and in place um, and uh, profitable P&Ls, it will bring in uh, two and a half to three and a half, uh, so two, two to three and a half times EBITDA. But right. if it's a recurring revenue, like you said, it starts at five times. Wow. Right. Yeah, it starts at 5X and I've heard <laughs> as many as 11. I had a friend who had an exit for uh, 10, 10X EBITDA. <laughs> Yeah. We just, we just had a roofing company here sell for 11. Um, actually they were bought out by Angie leads or Angie, I guess you could say. Really? Yeah. Yep. So, um, Angie came in, bought them out for, I mean, it was like some crazy number millions and, uh, yeah, he made out really well. Okay. There you go. Right on. Right on. So yeah, way to think outside the box. I love yeah, it. Absolutely. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So keep me accountable. My goal is I'm I'm it's like, you know, it's definitely um gonna stretch me and it's something that I'm kind of like scared of, but mm-hmm. I wanna kinda, you know, lean in and do it scared and just give it a shot. So That's it. just keep Don't my goal. Magic zone. Yeah, my goal is to uh have it fully ready to launch by the beginning of next year. Okay. So I like it. Sweet. All right on. Thank you, Brandon. Isaac, you're up. So just in the thought of getting ready to bring guys on, yesterday I was wrapping up this bathroom and just small cramped space. And then there was a patch out in the living room that I was doing too. And then just that wall again. So accent wall. And I was thinking, okay, so if I had, if I was out selling and I had three guys, (laughs) Obviously, there's not enough for three guys to do right at once. Crew management. What do you do to, if it's just like a smaller job that one or two people can do? Um, yeah. How do you keep that efficient and have the guys have plenty to do if it's a smaller job? Um, do you split up up a small crew and have another guy go do a different small job that you keep in your back pocket? Or kind of what do you guys do for that? So, um, I can, this is fresh because yesterday I had a guy call me, um, and he was, he said, Hey, I've got one bedroom that I'm looking to get painted. And, um, I said, well, we have a project minimum and our project minimum is $895. Um, and I said, so if, if that's within your budget for this room, we can do it. Um, if not, I've got a great company that's local. They're a little bit smaller than us. They'd love to take on your business. I can highly recommend them. Uh, one of my previous employees, he was one of my lead painters. And um, so the approach that I've taken with this is if it's small jobs, I have a project minimum. If you want to pay my project minimum, we'll do it. Um, or you can add something else on to make it worth the money to you if you want to do it that way, which some people have done. They'll be like, oh, yeah, add on this bedroom. And now it's worth it. Um, and then it's worth it for me to send my guys there. 
Um, if it comes down to it being like, okay, I got the job, it's not worth it for me to send my whole crew there, then yeah, I'll split if I have a bigger crew. Um, I've had jobs in the past where I've split, you know, three guys up or four guys up and did two here and two there. And maybe I have like a small job I can, that's further down in the schedule. I'll move it up and say, Hey, you know, we've got some freed up time in our schedule. We can go ahead and get this done for you today. And then it's, it's worth more of your time and you're going to make more money that way. Okay. Typically with three guys, um, I had this, this struggle in the past, uh, before too, Isaac, I, I had a team of three and they, they moved very efficiently. And I always had this lingering, you know, fear of, oh gosh, they're going to be done at one in the afternoon because there's three of them there. And so being able to, you know, kind of track how quickly everybody moves really, really helped me and got it to a point where now, you know, I was talking about how we have three, again, really incredible guys. I will take that to four so that we can have two teams of two and then on bigger projects, we can put everybody on it. So that way, and my sales are staying, staying way out ahead of what we need to have work going. So with three right now, like when we finish this big interior that we're on right now, when the guys get down to just walls, I'm not going to keep all three of them there. I'm going to take one of them with me back to the shop. He's going to get some cabinet stuff done. He'll have a great day by himself. So I'm always thinking ahead to have multiple options where I can place them instead of draining that time right on one project. And then the guys are like, well, we only made six hours today and we need to make a full day. That was very difficult for me to wrap my head around and get to a point of management on. Really, it's tough. And every single week you feel like you're still fighting that challenge of, oh gosh, they're, they're not going to have enough work to do or they're going to finish this too quickly. So having enough sales out ahead of that so that there's always something that somebody else can leave and do. Um, as well, with three guys on site, typically every now and again, somebody gets third wheeled. And not because they're, you know, the camaraderie's not there, but more because, you know, two guys are in this room, one's cutting, one's rolling, and the other guy's filling and patching in a different room. And sometimes that's fine. Sometimes we get a bit more of the independent, you know, personality that really likes that. But to get out ahead of that, for me at least, the real solution was plenty of work so that I can take guy number one over here. He can get some things started on prep while the guys are wrapping up on, you know, the other job. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's good. I um, wanted to just throw this out there too. Sometimes I'll, uh, if I have a small job come up that I want, it'll be like a little cash cow for me to make a little extra money. And it's super easy. It'll only take me like either like a few hours or like a day. Uh, sometimes I'll send my guys to a bigger job and I'll just go do a little job myself. So something to think of too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think the main thing was just that because I got a good amount of money from it because they had some drywall stuff they wanted done too, but it was just such a tight space. I was like, man, even if I only had two guys being in this small bathroom would just be like, Hey, there's just not enough room in here <laughs> for us both. Right. Um, but I think, yeah, just having enough stuff out ahead and be able to split up the crew and all that. Yeah, that's good stuff. Thank you. Mm -hmm. And at any point there's idle time, courtesy canvassing. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> all right, Jeff, you're up, sir. Oh, I am uh, really now focused. So now that I finally allowed myself to get to the point of data and really working with uh, sheets and docs and SOPs and really kind of focusing on the numbers, uh, now I'm getting that sorted on the business side. Mm -hmm. Now I need to be really mindful and have a regular schedule of KPIs. And so there's, I mean, your podcast, Tanner's, you know, uh, bookkeeping for painters, I'm devouring all this great information and there's not enough talk about KPIs. And we obviously have, you know, some great, um, spreadsheets available to us to be able to do this PCA as well has some amazing resources, which I've finally been diving into and I'm very excited about. So what my question comes down to is I want mm -hmm. to make a, a comprehensive, not overly complicated KPI, you know, tracking sheet essentially so that weekly would be ideal at the end of every week. 
um, or at the end of every project after job costing is done, I'm looking at labor. I can go back and I can look at the KPIs for my guys individually because you're doing great, but I'm anticipating, you know, a little down the road, Hey, you know, boss, I'm, I'm looking for a raise and I want to be able to have very good, clear cut ways to look at those KPIs and go, he's worth $3 more an hour. So just going, okay, you know, Johnny, we'll, bu- we'll bump you up a buck an hour. I want to be very intentional about what that value is worth. I don't mind paying for, for great guys and for great quality, but I want to be really intentional about how to track those KPIs. Okay. So for one, we have the DOIB scoreboard for you, right? Right. Which I believe is the ultimate KPI tracker for your business. Second, mm-hmm. when it comes to your team, here are three KPIs. Okay. You want uh, a net promoter for customer experience. Okay. Net promoter score. Mm-hmm. Yep. So each okay. one, each one should have a net promoter score tied to every job they're on. So for okay. example, if there were three people on it and uh, that customer's uh, experience was a nine, they each get attributed a nine for that project. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Uh, second is the obvious one, profitability, right? Mm-hmm. For each job, track the profitability. And, okay. you know, is it hitting your target range? Somewhere between 40 and 50% gross profit. Now, mm-hmm. here's the third one. You want a net promoter mm-hmm. from the team. On a scale of one to 10, how's your experience working with Joe? Yes, absolutely. I'm getting such incredible feedback. I'm so I'm so blessed right now for a couple of things. And I've, I've mentioned this a few times, but I don't know if you saw it. Brandon, thank you so much for mentioning nice job a while ago in the thread because it has been instrumental for us. It's been absolutely incredible. I don't have to deal with the, oh, we're wrapped. Oh, here's the Google thing. Uh, here's the other thing. It just, it's automated. Um, but what's been beautiful is they're mentioning my team. Every single review, Jesse and Anthony were incredible. Jeff was wonderful. He he promised us certain things that were going to happen on the job and his team performed and created those exact promises. And they mentioned the guys. And of course, <laughs> Anytime our guys get mentioned in reviews, they always get a little something, a little bonus or take them out to lunch or whatever. I mean, just to show them the appreciation and the thanks. But Steve, those are great because I need, I don't need to be so verbose with things where we can have just simplicity to be able to track. And the DYB scorecard is very good about being comprehensive without being overly, you know, wordy. But I really want something simple that I could just five, 10 minutes every Friday, go through those important things and then look back at that again a week later. That's Just perfect. Like Thank you so much. Performance indicators, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Right on. And then you can quantify those. So, all right, Daryl, you had said in the beginning, if we had an extra time, you had uh, an extra one? Yeah, I have a couple, but I'll start with a small, this, it's a CRM question actually. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I've talked with you about pipeline deals or pipeline CRM, I think it's called now. Mm-hmm. I was a little bit, quite a bit overwhelmed with that. And I know everybody's, uh, a lot of people are going over to drip jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, does, does drip jobs, does it keep track of your clients as far as your sources? You know, like this source came from rotary and, um, you know, referrals, repeat customers. Is there a way to track the source within drip jobs to where I can just get rid of pipeline? Who, yeah. Who's, who's got experience? <laughs> There is. Yeah. So Tanner's doing a really good job of keeping us informed about, Hey guys, there's another update coming in a few months and here's what it's going to include. Like before he added production uh, rate estimation, which he just launched, um, I think it's an additional cost to have it. But short answer is I have found, yes, it's not like in paint scout, Daryl, where you can literally load up all of your sources over in your settings. And then as you're putting in the new contact, you have a drop down menu that says source. And so you can put, you know, whatever, Google, you know, next door, you just drop it down. And then you have a way to click on where those sources were and compile them. I have not found the compilation component in drip jobs yet. But what I've been doing is I've simply just been leaving a note. And I messaged Tanner about this. I said, is there a way where I can pull from those notes so I can compile what those sources were? I'm waiting for a a response on that, but that's the best that I've found so far. He doesn't have that same thing like Paint Scout does where there's the drop down menu and you can click on all your, what your sources were yet, as far as I'm aware. 
Mm-hmm. So if um, you're if you're using, I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt, but you're not using Paint Scout anymore, just drip jobs. Oh, I am. I am. I'm still using Paint Scout, and I'm and just the base level, uh, seventy nine a month. I pay annually, and the reason being is I'm a visual person. The presentation of the estimate from Paint Scout is so exceedingly professional. It just looks so darn good. And Tanner's is good. Don't get me wrong. It's just a lot more simplistic. I'm a very detailed guy. And I like to be able to put all the stuff because people actually read all the details. I get people asking questions that, you know, I would think that's buried down inside this estimate. And they're looking over everything. Um, With drip jobs, I'm, I'm I'm a very user interface um my ocd goes nuts when things are just a little too simple so the way that the estimates look on trip jobs i'm just not as much of a fan of so i'm using drip purely for tracking the, the lead the life of the lead customer reach out automation he's just got all the great stuff baked in there that to me is worth not having to deal with following up you know sending this letting them schedule the mm-hmm. times that's worth that cost I'm really trying to get myself to let go of Paint Scout, but they're just, they're so good and their customer service is so on point that I, I don't know if I will ever fully move over my estimation to drip. Okay. I think Isaac, I might've interrupted you earlier. I'm sorry. Well, so I'm just looking on my phone here to, cause I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So I don't know. Basically when you go to load a new estimate, you can actually choose lead source drop down. Oh, it is in there. Nice and one. You can choose repeat customer website, Instagram, there phone call, is. mail, other. I don't know how to add a custom one like Rotary or something. I'm sure it's there. I need to look through yeah, it to know exactly it's in the settings, what, I'm sure. what page this thing is on. But I did see as I was going through um, a pie chart showing where all the different leads are coming from. And so I do think that it compiles them and shows you your percentage of like, hey, you're getting 40% of your leads are coming from Facebook. Uh, so awesome. that is in there. Uh, awesome. Nice. Yeah. Thank you. Man, this is this is awesome. I'm excited. That was really good Let's to know, this. Isaac. No doubt. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Yeah, great question. Source is so important. So important. Track those sources. We can double down on the winners and cut the losers. So, Daryl, do you have yeah. one more? Um, yeah. You, most of you are familiar with Ron's big house on the hill. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that thing like blew uh, up I or have, something I have one of I have one of those, mm. um, but I haven't got the job yet. But it's for an A client. She's a repeat client, um, and she's got this big. It's a cement house with windows and all kinds of glazing on it. I mean, galore. It's big, two story house set up walk boards. We can absolutely do it and it'll be profitable. And we're not so busy that we're turning jobs down. It'd be a really good job to do the last of the year and then finish it up at the beginning of next year. Cause it's like a 40, $45,000 paint job. I don't know if she's going to go for it. Um, my, my initial thinking was to get a different crew and just have them do it. I'm not, I don't want to sub it out. Um, there's only one crew that I know of that could even handle this job, but the the problem I'm having is I know we all feel we provide a better experience, and I believe that to be true on this one. But this other contractor, they don't they don't treat their guys as well as I think they should. They're they're 10.99. Some of them are getting paid on cash. You know, it's just chatter that I hear when I do interviews. You know, and it's like, do do I want to refer this company out or do I want to just do this job and tackle it myself. I just, I'm torn. I can do the job. It's just, I don't, I don't know. That's a tough question. (laughs) So a few things to consider. This is tough. Um, One, I mean, we always come from how can we, or should we? So something else to consider is when we take on the big house on the hill and this is, here's a caveat. Like somebody's like, well, that's my market. Okay. Well then big house on the hill isn't your big house on the hill. Maybe yours is Mm -hmm. Uh, airplane hangers is your big house on the hill. So if 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 we're usually doing single residential repaint and this is the big house on the hill, the one thing you want to consider is while you're on the big house on the hill, how many of your average size jobs could you have painted in the meantime? Mm-hmm. Right? Because it's not about the sale. It's yeah, yeah. about the referral network. 
right? So if it, you know, if it could be three or four, sometimes up to eight, we could have done eight of our regular jobs. Those are eight more referral sources that we've could have earned while we were on the big one. And a lot of times those big ones, something goes sideways and then you're married to that thing for another two, three, four weeks and, you know, lose morale. And 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 that's why, like, if it's not uh, in our three P's, if it's not our process where we're used to set up, execute and close these things out day in and day out without thinking about it, it's a lot of risk there. Yeah. And, and so I've, I've actually ran that through my head as well. I mean, cause I, I could, so I could sell six, eight jobs in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to do this type of house a lot when I started. So I know the process, but my team does not, um, mm-hmm. but they could handle it and I'll make good money. But the thing with our, our phone, not, not getting as many leads. And I don't want to, I don't want to use it as a comfort either, you know, getting that 40,000 or a job I'm set. I don't want to, I don't want to get complacent and not, yeah. not push into this next door and Yelp and Google reviews. And, you know, so, but I, I love this lady, uh, but I also, I don't, my emotions are not going to be too, too tied to it. Um, I just, I'm afraid to, to refer this other company to her. Cause I don't know. I don't, no, that's she's, so that's an easy. Fine. That's an easy answer. Don't. Yeah, exactly. Just don't. You just answered yeah. your own question. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All righty. Well, that, that that answers that answers my questions there. Then so. Okay. Right on. And if Any, it helps you at all to say no, um, you could just say, "Hey, we love working with you. This this big job is just a little outside of our scope of work, but we so appreciate the recommend or you asking." Because um, I run into that a lot where a lot of these older homes in my town that I know I could tackle, but at the same time, it's like, do I want to spend three, four weeks on this thing and potentially have something go wrong? And then they, they always say, thanks so much for your honesty. And like when you can tell them, Hey, I really, really want to do this for you. I just don't think that we're company to do that because that's a little bit outside of our scope. They're, they're not going to be mad at you, but if you, want to do it that's another thing but if you think that it might um, be a little bit outside of your three p's it might not be worth it yeah this is one that is sort of outside it's outside of one of my p's and that's the process because it's my people and it will be profitable but it's not in my process that we normally do so it's with two out of three so it's Mm -hmm. not a sin to do it. <laughs> uh, that's, but that's only 66%. That's only 66% yeah. reassurance. Yeah. yeah. So, but yeah, I appreciate that. It's still a lot to think about. And uh, so I want to make sure that this lady gets somebody qualified to do this project for her. So thank you guys. Since right. you guys aren't used to that kind of project, would that mean that you'd need to be on site quite a bit during that one? No, that's a good question. I've actually talked to them. They're okay, they're okay with it. We, we've kind of started to get away from two-story houses, period. And I've got two on my list right now. But they're not within our process either, but they're not as complicated as this one. But I charged my hourly rate plus some. And and so I'm comfortable with them. My guys are comfortable. Um, but this one here is just a massive, it's a massive house. It's it's going to be a $45,000 job. So I just don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> You'll get two 20s. Yeah. And I have two 20s right before that. So yeah. There you go. There you go. Thank you, guys. All right. Right on, gentlemen. Let's uh, roll out with takeaways. Daryl, go ahead and lead, please. Yeah, man. I got a page of notes. Um, just I've, I told this to Steve in our one-on-one this week. You know, I get I get more out of just the conversation we have with, with everybody else's um, big wins and their top of minds. I get more out of your guys' stuff than I do out of my own stuff. So it's just really cool. That's awesome. Thank you, Daryl. Appreciate that. Brandon? I'm going to be looking at rolling out this uh, – subscription service and just things that I took away from this was think of it more as staying top of mind with the customers rather than being like a big profit, huge profitable thing. And then doing the FOMO um, offering 12 spots just to get started. So there you go. Right on leverage and scarcity. Fantastic. Thank you, Brandon. Isaac. Yeah. So the nice job thing I'm going to look into. And I think that that just kind of, brings to mind what are other what are some other things that I can do that would just create automation. Um, the follow-up with drip jobs has been amazing. 
I'm getting so many emails of people saying, Hey, yeah, we're looking into this estimate or, Hey, actually, I don't think we're going to move forward right now, but maybe in the spring, all these responses to emails that I didn't even send. And it's like, Oh, sweet. I didn't even, <laughs> I didn't even need to do that. Um, but I think that coming up with more systems like that, that are just taking care of themselves, like nice job. I think it's going to help me a lot. So. Right on. I have one last idea for you, Isaac. Make sure if you haven't already set up my pre-qualifying, uh, pre-selling, excuse me, pre-selling emails in there to go out before you arrive to the estimate. Oh, yeah. Okay. You need those, just email me. I'll shoot them over to you. I think I just posted them in the community a few days ago as well. All right. I think I'm going to have a, uh, I'm, I'm going to shoot a video that's like, that pops up right after they request an estimate. It's like, Hey, thanks so much. Here's who we are and la la la. And which drip jobs has that capability. So that's going to be cool too. But right on. I was yeah. waiting for you to say pop a video and goes, boo, right after they book an estimate. Hey, but, okay. thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. And Jeff, close us out through takeaways, sir. Uh, feeling really, really, uh, proud i think is my my biggest takeaway at the moment i'm i'm finally at a point in my business where it's not about strengthening the things that we're already doing well it's now focusing on the weak links and bringing those up to the point where we have successful systems i'm uh you know the kpis takeaway obviously very instrumental for me but just in reflection at this moment feeling very blessed to have this community to be a part of you guys and sharing in this and really the vote of confidence that comes from, you know, just throwing out our ideas and kind of helping each other realize what are those weakest links. And I feel like I'm down to the last of those links. And now it's just about really strengthening those. It's, it's a very exciting thing. And I'm, I'm walking with a lot of, a lot of happiness and a lot of pride at the moment. Right on. That is fantastic. Thank yeah. you, Jeff. Jeff, Isaac, Brandon, Daryl, appreciate you guys. Thank you for showing up for this special podcast episode of MG11. I want to continue to encourage you guys, as well as all our viewers and listeners, to continue to dream big, hustle smarter. You've got this. Yes. See you guys. See you guys. Have a great day. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.